An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please his wife. Married men, number one interest is pleasing their wives. I heard a couple of amens. Come on, men. I'm trying to help you this Valentine's weekend. The number one thing we married men have on our mind is pleasing our wives. Now, we may not voice it, but we were thinking about it. We may not say I love you, but the thought crossed our mind, didn't it? Help me out, fellas. Am I right about it? Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. This message is especially for those who are unmarried. There is a blessedness in being single, and I'm sharing that with you today. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. In America, there are more than 92 million unmarried adults. That's more than 40% of the adult population. One statistic says that there are 86 unmarried men for every 100 unmarried women. When we address family issues in the church, we have a tendency to focus on those who are married and the challenges associated with marriages and the problems associated with divorce that too often we give little attention to those who are unmarried in the church. But I would venture to say that there are several unmarried adults in the congregation today. In fact, if you are unmarried, and would you just raise your hand so we can see if you're unmarried adult, just lift them up high. A significant number of people in here today are unmarried. It's difficult to address the unmarried with a single broad brush because there are different categories of singleness. There's a young adult just over 18 who's never been married. Then there are the divorced people who are currently unmarried. There are those who may find themselves as a widow because their spouse passed away or a widower your man. There are those who are single and they are single parents with young children at home. There are those who are more mature and they find themselves single. They may be middle-aged or and never married. There are some people who are older and mature and was never married. That person who's 18 years old or so and or 20, or 21, or 22, is still looking forward with hopefulness and dreams about their relationships, perhaps. For most of the other singles that have been single or unmarried for a while, they face life with some sense of hopelessness sometimes and helplessness if they desire to have a mate. Now, I'm not suggesting that everybody who's single want to be married. Most single people, whether they voice their opinion or not about it, find themselves in a state of loneliness sometimes and do have a desire from time to time to be married. (laughs) Well, if not, we can go on to something else. (laughs) You have not because you ask not. (laughs) But there are those who who enjoy their singleness and, 
And they're not looking to change their marital status. So I'm here to encourage those who are single that you can either have an anxiety-filled life or an anointed-filled life while you are single. A great deal of material and programs for singles are directed to helping you to cope with your single life. And I can speak from a little experience. I was single until I was 35. A portion of my young adult life I spent single, so I'm not talking from the perspective of no experience in that matter. But we spend a lot of time trying to help the singles cope, and it could be a lot of pressure from your peers and your family members when you're single. You know, when you're 22 or 23, people just say, well, praise God, you have your life ahead of you. When you get 32 or 33, they start looking at you and wondering what's wrong with you. You know, Clarice done found her somebody. You know you can find you somebody. That's what they'll say to you. But I'm here to say you just don't want to find you somebody. When we look at the makeup of our congregation, we see that a significant portion of our people could be categorized as single. They may be divorced or widowed or never have been married. Some of that group will say that they are not ready for marriage. And it's good to know when you're not ready. Others will say that they are ready, but they have not found the right person, or perhaps the right person may not have found them. If you're a woman, you still need to be found. That's another message on how to let your good thing find you. you know, the man that finded a wife finded a good thing. But you got to do some things to let the good thing find you. So I talk about that in finding a mate how you need to look when you go pump your own gas. You might find them at the gas station. Those rollers and that plastic bag on your head is not going to help. That's another message called finding a mate. Most women, they don't even know. that They haven't forgotten. They never know how to drop their handkerchief. See, some of them don't even know what that means. But you need to learn how to drop your handkerchief. So maybe I should call all the single women together for a meeting and, and just give you some pointers on what you need to do. Because some of y'all not doing what you need to do, else you'd have somebody. <laughs> Somebody just said, hmm. <laughs> there are still others who said they could take it or leave it. Well, if you leave it, somebody else is going to take it. But Paul the Apostle, in his teaching on marriage and 1 Corinthians chapter 7 did not ignore the plight and the concerns of the single members of the church. We talked last time about what Jesus and God said about marriage, but I want to talk about what Paul says about those who were single. He realized that they had some unique issues, and he addressed them in the book of 1 Corinthians. And those concerns still exist today, and we will take a look at them as well. Here's one thing I want you to know if you're single. God knows that you are single. It's no surprise to him, and he knows all of the issues that goes along with your singleness. But I want you to know there is a blessedness in singleness if you can find it. The question is, how will you and how are you responding to your state of singleness? Now look at what Paul says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 7, beginning at verse 8 in the NIV. Now to the unmarried and to the widows. 
He says to the unmarried and to the widows. Here, when he talks about the unmarried in this verse, he's talking about those who have been divorced. And he's talking about the widows, those who find themselves single because their mate has passed away. He says, it is good for them to stay unmarried. He said, there's not a problem. There should be no stigma with being unmarried. He says, as I am. So Paul is saying, I'm not married. And then he says, but if they cannot control themselves, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. The King James says, it's better to marry than to burn with lust. In this passage, Paul is addressing a question that was raised in the church. Should those who were married and divorced before becoming Christians remarry? Should they remarry? And he's saying, you know, if you're unmarried, uh, that's not a bad place to be in unless you say that you can't control yourself. And you needs you somebody. You just got to have somebody. And he says this, that if you are unmarried, he's not speaking to the category of what he calls, and later on, and we'll talk about that, what he called virgins, those who had never been married. He said the unmarried, those who've been divorced, and he, he's making this statement because those who have been married has already been involved in intimacy. Now they're divorced and he's saying, oh, if you just got to have that intimacy, find you somebody. He almost say find anybody if it'll help. But I'm telling you that, and Paul not saying this, and Paul even says in some of his scripture, this is what I say, not the Lord. Well, I'm going to add something. This is what I say, not Paul or the Lord. That you don't want to just get anybody just to have sex. That's not a good reason just to marry. Now, Paul said it's better to marry than to burn, and I agree with that, but he didn't give us any other commentary around that. You don't want to just grab somebody just for that. It don't stay cold all the time. It was cold this week, and you might have thought, woo, but it ain't this cold in August, if you know what I mean. The first point that Paul wants to say then to them when he says, don't rush into marriage. If you're unmarried, that's a good place to be for some seasons in your life. There's no need to rush. And that message is different than what the singles usually get. It's always, it seems, a lot of pressure to try to match people up and to get people together and, and try to get them married. Many well-meaning believers are not content to let other people remain single. We seem to have a strong urge to play Cupid or matchmaker or to help somebody find them somebody. But Paul is saying this, marriage is not superior to singleness. Although God ordained marriage and he put man and woman together, Paul says, just because somebody is married, they're not more superior than the ones who's unmarried. Actually, Paul says, in a sense, marriage can be disadvantageous in the sense that it limits some potential for the service of God. But Paul was not naive about the human factor. He says, but if they cannot control themselves, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Now, you know what my cousin said about this commentary. She said, I know what the Bible says, it's better to marry and to burn, but I'll smell smoke. 
If you are strongly tempted sexually, get married. God knows it. Ask God to hurry up and send somebody that's compatible with you. He says it's better to marry than to be constantly inflamed. Constantly. If that's the first thing that's on your mind and that's just driving you and you can't think of nothing else, you better get you somebody. Because he's saying it won't be long. You're going to hook up. So you might as well hook up with a husband. A burning person is not a happy person. That's what he's saying. If you can't control yourself, you're going to find it difficult to serve the Lord faithfully. You're not going to be able to lift your hands and worship without, when you see somebody, you're going to, oh, hallelujah. He says it's very difficult. In the society we live in, it's difficult not to give in to those desires. Paul says, I understand that. I'm not married, but I understand that. And if that's your motivation, that's your drive, that's your passion, it's foremost on your mind, find you somebody and get married. Welcome to the Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. I wanted to take some time to speak directly to those who are unmarried in the body of Christ. In a month like this, when we celebrate days like Valentine's and holidays, single people can feel left out. But I want you to know that God did not leave you out. I've been sharing this message on the blessedness of singleness. Take advantage of your singleness because God has something in store for you. If you would like a copy of today's message and hear it again, you can go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily. You can listen to today's message as well as previous messages aired on this station. That's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. And I want to give you a special opportunity to come and be our guest. God is using Pastor Jackie in a mighty way to reach those that have hurts and hang-ups. And we know that God will meet every need when we come to Him and bow down before Him. So meet us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. For more information, go to our website at LOWCF. Dot O-R-G. Again, L-O-W-C-F dot O-R-G. So if you're not connected in a church family, come to the light of the world. It's a place to believe and a place to belong. I want to share with you about the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. Many people have been coming by to get Sunday school books, Bibles, church supplies, offering envelopes, communion supplies, anointing oil. Whatever you need, we can get it for you right here at the Beacon. Call us at 281 441 2885. Again, that's 281 441 2885. Now, for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.